Hello, and welcome to this episode of Video Game Showtime. Usually this is the spot where we give you a cheesy opening, but since it's been a while, hello, and thanks for tuning in. This week we'll talk a whole lot about Paper Mario, Animal Crossing, and other things that we're looking forward to, or maybe not looking forward to, in the year ahead in video gaming. In the meantime, pull up a chair, plug in your favorite game, and enjoy this episode of Video Game Showtime. and welcome to another episode of Video Game Showtime. My name is Sarah, and today with me are Sam. Hey. And Alec. Hello. So, we'll start this episode off with uh, just another round of what have you been playing lately? Uh, Sam, would you like to start us off? Yeah, I have been playing... Well, I finished Batman Arkham Origins, which was surprisingly good. Because I'd heard a lot of bad things about it. Um, it was one of those games that were shipped off to another developer while the real developer worked on the real sequel. Um, and it shoehorned in this really weird multiplayer mode for no reason. Um, but it turned out the story was really strong. And one of the more interesting uh, Batman stories considering... It's filled with a lot of um, C-tire Batman villains. And if it wasn't filled with glitches everywhere, it could have been my favourite for the single-player one. Unfortunately, there were too many times where the game just had to be forced quit and the console reset, um, which was disappointing. And there there were... it, it Normally, I don't need that like extra polish to for a game to be my favorite or for a game to even i don't i don't care about the technical things or even if the graphics are slightly worse or whatever those things don't get to me but unfortunately this game was just too far on the side of awkward's not finished um which meant it couldn't be my favorite and i also played mario tennis the new one for the switch um, which, unfortunately, I did not enjoy it as much as the reviews were saying. I didn't think it was a return to form for tennis. I just found it really frustrating. It didn't feel like the fun party Mario game that I was expecting. It was nice to play the um the story mode, and that was a nice change from the last few console iterations of Mario Tennis. It's definitely a step up from the bland basic Wii U version it's just um, a bit of a shame that it didn't live up to what I was expecting that is too bad I remember playing uh, the demo of the the tennis game and it was it was fine I kind of it made me want to go back to the GameCube and play the tennis game for the GameCube instead, which kind of wasn't a good sign. Alec, what have you been playing lately? I've been playing uh, the original Paper Mario on an emulator. Uh, that is, I call it Paper Mario 64, even though it is just called Paper Mario when it was on the Nintendo 64. For some reason, I have not played this game ever, and I regret that. Granted, this is, this is quickly moving up to be one of my favorite RPGs of all time. Traditionally, like, I kind of have, I don't have a, I mean, I have my favorite games, but I keep a short list of, like, five to six games that I believe everybody should play at least once. And I usually have Final Fantasy VI and Final Fantasy IX in there, because I love both of those. However, I think I really need to knock one of those out and put Paper Mario as a must-play RPG just because it is that good. It's a lot simpler than the Final Fantasies, and that's a very good thing. It's not oversimplified. There is a lot of depth. Uh, a lot of the boss 
boss fights are very fun and i think one of the things i like the most about it is that there's action commands in it um anybody who's played this knows exactly what i'm talking about where you have to each character you have to hold back the stick you have to do a button presses at the right time uh so it kind of moves the platforming element of mario into the combat uh where you know the timing is in the combat instead of in the open world uh, and the the overworld is just absolutely charming. I love it. Coopers, Bao, Sushi, all the characters are great in it. And you kind of just see this other world of Mario that has never been presented before. I think one of the things that, well, to me at least, I grew up playing Mario Party 4, and that's still my favorite Mario Party. It really felt like a precursor to that world. Anybody who has not played Mario Party 4 it's a very laid-back Mario that kind of feels like a reimagination of the traditional Mario world. Because uh, Koopa, he has a seaside, uh, he has a seaside map that you can play on. Toad has his boardwalk. Boo has this elaborate mansion. There's a shy guy area, and a lot of the characters from uh, Paper Mario actually kind of make it into mario party 4 which was released uh, it could have been it was released early enough on the gamecube it very well could have been an n64 title um so that's kind of the atmosphere that i get but i absolutely love paper mario i'm almost done with it i'm on shiver i'm, I'm trying to make my way to shiverland i think that's chapter seven um so far favorite side character is definitely bow and then my favorite area so far I'm not sure about that because I'm not done with the game. So I'll answer that next time we record. This is the most important thing. She She's called Bo, right? Because she wears a bow. And she's a boo. Oh, yeah, Bo. Yeah. I've been pronouncing it bow. <laughs> it's definitely Bo, though. <laughs> I don't know how I got that creative. <laughs> Added like a whole other accent to it. Paper Mario is really good, though. Jesse, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to mention that I Paper Mario looks like a lot of fun. Um, I've kind of been watching Alec play it a little bit. Um, and, like, just the dialogue is just that perfect, like, goofy Mario RPG mix. And, like, the characters seem like a lot of fun. Honestly, I, I want to play it eventually someday. I just need to carve out some time and dedication. Paper Mario is really when the Mushroom Kingdom came alive for me and felt like a really fun place with lots of amazing fun people and characters to hang around with instead of just the Mario Brothers themselves. And Toad Town is incredible. It's one of the, the great video game destinations, honestly. Um, so fun to explore. Loads of charming characters. Um... It's really, really good, and I don't think any um, any other Mario RPG is created as interesting a place. Um, the Bean Bean Kingdom was pretty close. That's definitely the best RPG world in the Mario series, and a really good step up from Super Mario RPG on the Super Nintendo. Toad Town's great. It's uh, inventive. It's fun. It's there's a lot to do there. And you can waste a lot of hours just trying to explore all of Toad Town. And I've been terrible about side quests, by the way. That's another thing. I've not done my share of side questing. Uh, so you haven't unlocked the um, the mini games in the in the pipe. <laughs> I've not done the mini games in the pipe. Gotta go play some more mini games. That's what life's all about. I um I love um the Thousand Year Door and I do think it's even better, but I would suggest a small break in between them. I think the highs are higher in in the Thousand Year Door, but maybe some of the lows are lower. Particularly, you just did the the flower fields section, which had a lot of backtracking, and the Thousand Year Door definitely ups the backtracking. That's what I've heard is that there is flower fields was the most tedious part. I really enjoyed the environment though, because seeing all these flowers come to life was really, really cute, but it was very tedious and backtracking is something that has kept me from playing a lot of Metroid, any Metroid games to completion. 
I don't not to spoil it too much, but if Paper Mario is kind of a straight RPG with a Mario coat of paint, and it's really solid and really good. Um, Thousand Year Door is more of a satire of RPGs, and it's got a bit more of a sarcastic sense of humor. The backtracking in Paper Mario Two, the Thousand Year Door, is it is part of the joke, but it's a joke that they repeat quite a bit, <laughs> and it's not funny. The se- it's barely funny the first time. It's not funny the second and third times. I basically from this conversation, what I'm hearing is I need to just play more Mario RPGs. Oh yeah, definitely. which I do. So what I have been playing recently, it's been a little bit since I've played. Um, I'm still playing the Ace Attorney trilogy. I finished uh, the first two games, uh, which is Ace Attorney and Justice for All. And I am currently playing the third game. Uh, The name of it is escaping my mind. Trials and Tribulations is the one I'm on right now. So far, I'm enjoying it a ton. I don't think it's early, too early to call this, but this game has my favorite music out of the Ace Attorney trilogy. I don't know why. It just, it's fantastic. It's so good. Yeah, it's it's got good writing. Uh, it kicks you off with a really good case, and it is especially really good if you've played like the first game. It's just, it's so much fun. I didn't think I would love this series as much as I do love it. Like, I knew I was going to enjoy it, but then I actually jumped into the Ace Attorney trilogy and I just, I loved it. The writing is smart and fun. Almost every single case I have played so far is, like, really compelling and it makes you want to just keep playing and keep solving it. Yeah, so that's the Ace Attorney trilogy. I love it. And I've also been playing Hyper Light Drifter. I finally got around to booting that up. And I'm almost done with it. I need to finish it. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous game. I don't even really know what genre to call it. Like, I guess it's an action RPG. It feels like... It feels like it takes a lot of inspiration and mechanics from A Link to the Past, or as we were discussing beforehand, uh, Zelda (laughs) 3. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's got some of the most beautiful pixel art I've seen in a video game. Um, And the soundtrack is like this atmospheric booming electronic music with like this bass that it uses so effectively to just soak you into this world and make you like feel the power of like these giants you come across and like the skeletons of like these giant ancient beasts that you find yeah the sound design is amazing in the game um so even if you don't end up playing hyperlight drifter please listen to the soundtrack uh and watch some of the cutscenes. it's it's an experience. It makes you feel things. Yeah, it's fun too. I like it. It is hard and I am not the best at it. I don't know how many tries one boss took me, but <laughs> it, t- it took me a lot of tries uh, and a lot of pain. Yeah, it's a really fun game and I really enjoy it so far. And I also went back and started playing Stardew Valley again because that game is an addiction and I have a problem. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't played Hyperlight Drifter. It doesn't look like the sort of game that clicked with me, but I know people are really passionate about it, so I should probably give it a try. I'm getting through the game a little bit faster than I thought I would. I knew I was going to like it because, like, um, aesthetic games like that hook me in, but the gameplay is really pretty fresh, too. It's not anything super wilder out there, but it's pretty solid, and I do highly recommend playing it with a controller as well because I tried playing it keyboard style and I was not having a good time (laughs) oh i did play another game i played another game over break i uh it's called stories untold um oh oh have you played it i played the first two but you go ahead oh okay um it's good i liked it a lot um i liked it a little bit more than i thought i would uh part of the ending felt a little bit underwhelming if i'm being honest um but yeah stories untold is good the second episode uh because it's episodal so there's four 
I guess, like, games, little scenes you play through where it's like an experimental twist on um, text-based adventure games where you have to, like, put in the right input and basically solve these puzzles, usually text-based puzzles, uh, to get through the story and uncover the narrative. And um, the first three chapters seem kind of disjointed, but the fourth one strings all the clues together and makes it a coherent story out of the first three episodes. And that's really cool. Um, I'm there's still a few points that I'm like, eh, seems a little bit of a letdown. But um, there were some parts of the ending that were very strong. Um, but yeah, the second, I believe it's the second episode. Uh, yes, that's the the one like sci-fi horror inspired one. That one was probably my favorite. Um, yeah, it's it's good. It uses atmosphere. Which one was your favorite? Sorry. Uh, the second one, the one that's like oh, you're okay. in the experiment room. That one, that one didn't connect with me for some reason. Not as much as the first huh. one did. So that's what probably why I put it down. Um, even though huh, okay. I did, I did enjoy both. Um, yeah. Um, for some reason, I never did the third one. Yeah, the third one is okay. That's definitely my least favorite episode. Um. I just felt like the puzzles weren't challenging and it was just do point A, point B type thing. It's proper um, scary, though. Yeah. And making you... I, the way it makes you do things you don't... You desperately do not want to do. Yes. <laughs> yes. But also, I, you can't I, help yourself from doing it anyway. <laughs> you know this is a bad idea. You know this is not going to be good and you still you still oh i remember that feeling from the first one in particular the first one was really effective in making you do things you do not want to do i remember i was trying there was like this certain part where you have to do something and i absolutely did not want to do it <laughs> uh and this actually happens in the fourth episode too i was trying to get around doing a certain thing to see if i could like find some sort of different ending or something and it just forces you down and it's no stop avoiding this path and i was like oh my <laughs> god this sucks um in a good way very effective in that sense where it takes it like makes you realize you have to like do something horrible that you know is bad for your health i liked it though uh it's pretty solid really short too yeah good halloween game i know we're nowhere yes. near halloween yeah, anytime's a good time for spooky month. <laughs> Every month is spooky no month if you're bold enough. Play at nighttime with the lights off and nothing but the glow of the computer. I should have done that. I had my lamp on when I played it to save my retinas, but I, I should have done that for the full atmospheric immersion of it. It's, it's good in atmosphere. It is really good in that. All right, Michael, what have you been playing? I have been playing Pokemon Sword just the entire time, as well as just like a bunch of little indie platformers. And that is just because I keep buying these really inexpensive games on on the eShop when they're on sale. And I don't know, I just really love all these little games. That's kind of what I have time for most of the time. But then I'll always come through for large Pokemon and Zelda and Mario adventures. <laughs> and that, so, yeah, I've just been playing indie after indie. I think the only other thing I'm going to do uh, soon is finish up the old Dooms in time for the new Doom that's coming out. But, yeah, that's what I've been up to. Now, is this the new Pokemon that you've been playing, Sword and Shield? Yeah, Pokemon Sword. And so I went through the main adventure. I finished the post-game last week. And uh, I have caught, I don't know, about 300 Pokemon. And I, I think I'm kind of done for now, to be honest. It's <laughs> I, I, can, I would love to go for the full Pokedex, but... I'll just have to hold off until at least the DLC comes out because I'm, I'm a little burnt out at this point. Three months straight or so is, is quite a bit of Pokemon for sure. What do you, I'm curious, what do you think about the DLC? Are you looking forward to that? I know that's kind of, we haven't talked a whole lot about the Pokemon controversies, but I'm curious what you think of the DLC coming out. 
Well, I'm, I personally am supportive of it. And the reason is, is because I think that the third version mentality is, uh, or the third version pattern that they've been following is less interesting than all new DLC. And that's because usually when they release the third version, it's the same game again, very mildly modified. This way we get all new content and it looks like it's going to be quite a bit of content in the sense that it should take uh, maybe 10, 20 hours to complete, which feels like a full game to me, especially with Pokemon. So I'm actually okay with this. I think it's kind of the better way to go, to be honest. So I'm excited. Awesome. I haven't played Pokemon in, oh no, <laughs> it's been a long time. No, I haven't. I've played a lot of Pokemon Go. Um, I kept that up since the summer. It's not as fun in the winter, unfortunately, but Pokemon Go is still good. And I might play Let's Go this year. I'm not sure. I played a lot of Pokemon Go as well, and I'm now in an area where I'm back stateside, and I'm in an area where there's no Pokestops anywhere where I live. I have to drive like five miles to get to the nearest Pokestop. Oh, there are ways to submit them now and get some in your area. I don't. I I've never done it myself, but I know it is easier than it has been before to um, create new Pokestops in your area. And especially if you do it in in an area without a lot of Pokestops, they are um, quite good at approving them, as far as I've heard. Probably go put one at like our local Safeway or something. That sounds like yeah. a plan. You, yeah, yeah you you just might not get many gyms. That'd be your um, that'd be unfortunate. But you should get stops. Okay, so I have come up with a game to play. Uh, um, I've got a list of video games and I've changed a single letter of their title to create entirely new video games, um, which I think personally are even better than the ones that they were based on. I'm going to describe the plot of these games um, and feel free to sh jump in shout out when you think you know what it could be so i'm going to go with in this game you have to roll small metal balls along with your hopes your dreams everything you're looking forward to the dark times of your life to try and reach the end of the level <laughs> we're already we're stumped Games where you might roll a small metal ball. I'm so I'm thinking monkey <laughs> pinball is good. I was thinking monkey ball. My first thought was uh, Katamari Damacy, but I don't know how you're gonna change a letter in that and get something else. No, should I time you all out? <laughs> Michael, you got anything? I have absolutely nothing. Super monkey ball was as good as I could have done. <laughs> It was Marble Sadness. You guys have never played Marble Mad Marble Sadness? Is the is the change <laughs> oh, title based on Marble Madness? Oh, oh my god. Oh, okay. Of course. You guys have never played Marble Madness? Or I haven't. No, I have not. <laughs> I have not. Wait, maybe hold on, was this an X was this a free game on the Xbox three sixty? No. No, Marble Madness was a was a very popular isometric arcade game, and you use the trackball to to guide the marble through the levels. Um, and as a much less loved NES port, which was played with a D pad. Yeah. No, I'm not cultured enough to have played old arcade games, unfortunately. It looks amazing, though. It looks like a game I would love to play. Yeah, for all of the like old arcade games I've explored and played, I don't know how I have never played this one. I'm disappointed in myself. Okay, second game. 
the son of a demon has to avenge the death of his mother um, by toweling off. Toweling off. Revenge a mother. This is like, I don't, I actually didn't play the most recent God of War, but isn't that what it's sort of based on? <laughs> Not God of uh, War. <laughs> oh no. Death of Mother, Batman. No, um, I'm trying to think. Who's the son of, who's the son of a demon? Oh God, is it, it's not Devil May Cry. Is it not? Is it? I don't know the story behind Devil May Cry. I don't know. Oh, Devil May Dry. That's it. First point. Oh. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so my random, like, shot in the dark worked. That was it. Ah. Ah, Devil May Dry. I like that. I like that. That was impressive. Both Alec guessing that and Sam even coming up with that to begin with. That's just amazing. Um, okay, in the third game, you're an upcomer and you have to fight salads, sandwiches, soups, um, light pastas in order to try and win the championship. Okay, I feel like this is a fighting game. In order to win the championship. It is kind of a, it's kind of a fighting game. Might not fall in the fighting genre. It is... It's, it is and it isn't. I mean, I'm trying to. Um... Pokemon lunch and dinner. <laughs> 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 That's what I got. Um. Uh, it, okay, I want to like if it's kind of like a fighting game. I want to say it's like a double dragon type game. Am I going in the right direction, or can I even ask that? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not the right direction. You can ask questions. Okay. Um. If it's Street Fighter, I mean, this obviously isn't because I'm breaking the rules, but it could be Street Food Fighter. Oh my god, that's so good. (laughs) No, you're just changing one letter. Yeah, I'm trying to, like, not think of fighting games, and I'm only thinking of fighting games right now. You're quite a small guy in this game, and you you have a mentor who's coaching you. Oh, oh my god. Is it lunch out? It's lunch out. out? <laughs> oh. Yes. Oh, that's good. I like that. <laughs> I love it. All right. Um, we'll do another. So that's one each for um, Jesse and Mike. Okay. Um, in this game, it's 1964. Oh, how do I describe this? You are dropped into the Soviet jungle with no resources in order to rescue a scientist. Um, But the only thing that you can survive on eating percussion instruments. What's that again? Um, The only way you can survive in this jungle is by eating Mm. percussion instruments. (laughs) Oh. Okay, when you said 64, okay, at first... I thought we were going with Goldeneye. 1964 is the year we entered uh, the U.S. entered the Vietnam War. I, I, it, this is a Metal Gear reference, right? Right. It's Snake. It's something instead it's, of Snake Eater. It is it? Yeah. It is. Oh. Percussion it, instrument. Is it? I want to say Shake Eater, but that doesn't no. sound right. Oh, no, works, what's another? It's not the one I've got. Oh, Snare Eat. Yeah, snare eater. Oh my god! That's the one. <laughs> that's good. Solid that's three snare eater. That's excellent. Oh my god! He should do this professionally, Sam. <laughs> Just like <laughs> they're good, create right? A whole new industry. They're satisfying yeah, when you get them. Okay, so in this game, you are cleaning the floors of a restaurant after it's finished. There are some places you can't brush though you can't brush the floor in these certain places you can kind of tell because the table numbers will tell you how many spaces around the table you can't brush 
and by using logic and comparing the table numbers, you can know what areas you can brush and what areas you can't. This sounds like pick cross with extra steps. I would say it looks like Picross, but it's not a Picross puzzle. So is it Sudoku? Sudoku? I've never known this as a as a paper game. This is a this is a computer game. You've but it's not cer- you've certainly played it on Windows. Minesweeper. Oh. So oh, that's it. Dinesweepers. Hey. Because you brush the floors of the restaurant after it shuts. <laughs> I I feel like I feel like Michael should get that point though because I would have never thought of Minesweepers. That's a very good call. I'll give you both half a point each. Yeah, I was gonna say let's split it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, last one. In the old days, only Nintendo could create the cakes that Princess Peach um, gives to Mario at the end of his various adventures. But in this new game, anybody can create these cakes. And you can share your cakes with your friends and then get them to eat the cakes. Um, so it's got to be Nintendo. I'm trying to go through, like, we could have, like, instead of, I mean, again, I'm breaking the rules. Instead of Super Smash Brothers, it could be, like, Super Cake Brothers or something like that. Um... Super Bake Brothers? <laughs> um. <laughs> it's not just um, cakes, by the way. You can make any um, any dessert you can imagine. I'm, like, trying to think of something that's, like... I don't even know. I'm just trying to think. <laughs> I, guess the dip- I guess the key thing is, in the old days, only Nintendo could. But now anybody can. Super Mario Baker. That's it. <laughs> Oh yes, <laughs> and that's the game. So, thank you for the game, Sam. That was uh, a ton of fun. I loved it. I think that's the general consensus here. Um, so we just hit the turn of the decade. Another whole new, fresh ten years ahead of us. Hopefully, better than the last. Um, and we've got a lot of games to look forward to this year. And in the years to come, I think we're going to see a lot of innovations this decade. Um, or I'm personally hoping to see a lot of innovations. Uh, so what are you all looking forward to, to make a pun, uh, on the horizons next year? Very nice. Um, <laughs> no, 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 I appreciate that kind of thing. Um, so for me, it's Animal Crossing. It's always been Animal Crossing. That's all I've ever wanted in life, and that's what I'm getting this year. <laughs> and uh, to top it off, there's also the Animal Crossing Switch, like the literal Switch, and that is just so gorgeous. I think I'm literally going to buy that. And um, other than that, there's like Doom, of course. Uh, Doom Eternal is coming out, so I'm really, really looking forward to that. And then my other big favorite is Breath of the Wild too. Uh, it's not this year necessarily, but um, I hope we'll at least hear more news about it this year, so uh, we can get a bigger, a better idea of what's gonna be going on with it. Like, is Zelda playable or not? That that'll be really fun to see. Um, and so those are the big ones I'm really looking forward to. They're all very Nintendo-centric, but uh, Nintendo just definitely has me the most excited this year. I don't think we'll get Breath of the Wild 2 this year. I think that's a 2021. I do think Nintendo could do a s- surprise Mario reveal, just the Mario Odyssey sequel. Um, I think that'd be easier to make than Breath of the Wild 2 as well, even though I'm imagining both of these games are using the same engine, using a lot of the same resources um, that the previous game was using, which is fine, by the way. I'm, I'm I'm excited about both of these prospects. I do think a Super Mario Odyssey 2 would be easier and quicker to turn around. Um, so it makes sense that they could drop that at E3 and then bring out this year, because I do think Nintendo do want a mainline Mario game um coming out quite often and there are rumors that the super mario 3d world's inevitable wii u port will probably happen this year 
I, do, I think it's time for Odyssey too, honestly. Even though we've had Odyssey more recently than Breath of the Wild. Maybe I just really want Odyssey too. Maybe where this is stemming from. I could I could see an Odyssey 2. I don't know if I see an Odyssey 2 dropping this year as like a surprise, but I could definitely see like maybe maybe end of this. I don't know. Okay. Going to backtrack. I only think they could do it because they did it with Galaxy 2. Surprise. Yeah. They announced the E3 and then it was out that holiday season. Um and we don't know what Nintendo are doing for their holiday but I don't think they'll get Breath of the Wild 2 quick enough. So I think Odyssey 2 would be a good... Yeah, I agree. Odyssey 2 is much more likely. Um, I think we'll just hear a little bit more news, best case scenario for uh, Breath of the Wild 2. But uh, yeah, I think Odyssey 2, like you said, is definitely much more likely. Um, I wonder what else. I, I really feel maybe we could get a new new Super Mario Brothers uh, that I don't know if we've gotten a new one so much as a re-release so that's another kind of easy game to throw out there in between major major games so that could be coming yeah I would I, not not to say I would not like to see a Super Mario Odyssey 2 um, because I would and I do think I could see something like that dropping at E3 I don't think that's too implausible by any stretch of the imagination it's going to be a new Paper Mario. That's that's, that's going to be the that's one the to release dream. a new Paper Mario. I, even though I would like them to, I, I feel like as long as there's a Paper Mario on Wii U that hasn't been ported yet, they won't make a sequel until the ports happened. Maybe I'm talking nonsense. No, I I hear what you're saying, and I honestly agree. Uh, that just seems like a very Nintendo thing to do. It will be paper. It'll be Super Paper Mario, colored no. colored sticker, splashy <laughs> star. I yes, I hope so. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> what if they did like? A Paper Mario bundle game, or I don't know what to call it, where they just like re-release a bunch of the old Paper Marios into one giant Paper Mario anniversary game. I kind of, well, I mean, that would be delightful and all, and I'd appreciate that, but I kind of yeah. want a new one, just because I like to see where nin- what Nintendo will innovate with, and they always have... Because here's been the trend. It feels like all their major releases have kind of been going back to their roots of the game and reimagining how the game would have looked, how, you know, on an older console, just newer, uh, if that makes sense. I don't know if I'm just picking. And of course, we have Metroid Prime 4. Um, I don't think that's going to be a holiday this year, though. I think that's probably going to be pushed back another year, right? It might. I'm I'm hoping to see more about it this E3 because, well, I just hope we get more info about it. I, I want to know more about it. It's been a while since we've heard anything, and I'm not super surprised by the fact that we haven't heard anything in a while. Can I talk about Animal Crossing? I really want to talk about Animal Crossing. <laughs> of course. Okay, cool. Because I have been looking forward to Animal Crossing Horizons for very long and it's on the same weekend it's releasing the same weekend as mlb opening weekend so it's gonna be great for me but i have been i on i have this mobile app and some of you animal crossing fans out there might have it as well i don't know the name of it it's just like animal crossing and somebody made a calendar of events and a thing that you can track all the fossils all the furniture all the villagers you have and it'll send you push notifications to your calendar about the events that's going on and right now, this is the time of year where, where there is a lot of Animal Crossing events going on. I've been getting notifications, and I've been dying to go back to my 3DS uh, New Leaf Village, but I, I don't want to because I don't want to get sucked back into that hole a month and a half before New Horizons releases. 
And I'm also really sad because I have not played Animal Crossing New Leaf in a good year. And I, and I don't want to go back to the village to have all my villagers shame me because I'm already ashamed myself. But no, I'm really looking forward to Animal Crossing New Horizons. And I really want Biff in my town because Biff is was like my best friend in New Leaf. And I, I want to hear what villager all of you want in your town. Bob. I would like to have Bob in my town. I have a framed picture of him on my desk. I'm I'm not even joking. I actually do. I like Bob. Bob isn't confirmed yet. What? Bob isn't confirmed yet. Oh my god, he hasn't been confirmed? No. Um, Nintendo Life have a... <laughs> I've just looked it up now for this. Nintendo Life have a list of every villager confirmed so far. And Bob isn't on there. And Wait. Ketchup isn't on oh, there. No. My heart could not handle that. Man, he's been there <laughs> since the beginning. He. There's no way the Bob's missing out. I... I... Absolutely no idea what I would do if somehow they said everyone is still here except Bob. Uh, that would make me really sad. I like Bob a lot. He's been my favorite villager ever since he moved into my new leaf town. I loved him. He's just this weird little purple cat, and he's great. Sam, I think we all know what villager you would like in your town. Yeah, unfortunately, Ketchup doesn't seem to be in, or at least not confirmed yet. I hope she gets confirmed. She absolutely deserves it. <laughs> I hope so too. I I saw her in a some one of the pre-order gifts for for the new game is a set of stickers, and I saw that ketchup was a sticker, but I don't know if that I don't think that's confirmed that she's in the game. Just that they had a sticker. <laughs> Seems like really silly marketing if they had a sticker with ketchup and then didn't put her in the game. No, I don't know. I don't know if it was a like a Nintendo offer or whatever it's just the 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 retailer oh. creating these i think they're from i think they're from new leaf art anyway not new leaf the um the mobile game oh camp, yeah 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 camp okay out. okay and i'm crossing camp camp out <laughs> yeah um michael what villager do you want in your town i'm trying to think and i don't remember your favorite villager i feel bad oh it's totally fine um evidently i haven't put out enough propaganda on my favorite villager, which is Vladimir, which is this delightful pink bear who says Niet. So I I can only surmise from that that he's Russian. And he, in the first game, literally wore a tiger shirt. So think a pink bear in a tiger shirt saying Niet all the time. And he's like a big, angry villager. And in the more recent games, they made him into kind of like an athletic villager. So he's like, let's do push-ups now. And that's just amazing to me. And he wears a polka dot shirt now by default. So I haven't checked if he's in the new game yet. And it won't surprise me if he isn't because he's not necessarily the most standout-ish character. But that said, uh, he struck me right into the center of my heart when I first saw him. And I even wrote into Nintendo Power about it. And they published my letter all about Vladimir. And it it just made my life complete, to be honest. So, yes, I need I need Vladimir. He made a return in New Leaf. I don't think he's in Pocket Camp, but he needs to be in Horizon. I really hope there's Amiibo support with New Horizons, and I I don't think there will be. I'm Nintendo seems to be dropping Amiibo support in a lot of games recently. Um, games that you thought would have amiibo support just don't have it but um like i was <laughs> i get distracted whenever we talk about amiibo i always get distracted but i was so surprised that the fire emblem three houses didn't have a line of amiibo to go with them when it launched it was really weird anyway um it would be, it'd be my dream if all these animal crossing cards that i've collected and spent a lot of money on because i love animal crossing so much it'd be nice if they worked in um, New Horizons. Yeah, you know what? It actually looks like... Um, yeah, I'm reading an article. It's from AnimalCrossingWorld.com and the lead developers, Kyle, Kyle Goku and Nogami, 
did confirm that there would be support for the figures and the cards, so we're safe. Uh, <laughs> because I also have the complete card collection, and it would be ridiculous if those weren't supported. And it, actually, that should kind of confirm that also all of the villagers on the cards should be back, I would think. Maybe not, but it, it would make sense, right? So, I hope. I, d I, don't, I don't think the Sanrio cards will be supported. No, those are licensed things, so maybe not those five or so. But, um, you know, I, hopefully that means Bob and Ketchup and Vladimir are shoe-ins. <laughs> we'll, I hope so. We'll have to see. But I also want to make some new friends. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so if you could have, like, any new species be a villager... What species would you have? You know, I had a conversation about this recently, and the problem is, is they're all kind of taken up, as it turns out. <laughs> like, you can go with the f with fish, but <laughs> you'd have to have, like, an underwater village for that, I guess, or something like that, which is totally within the realm of possibility with Nintendo. That could be something they surprise us with, um, but... Wow, I, I as I recall, everything had been done. I guess there's like panthers, <laughs> big cats, <laughs> like that aren't lions. <laughs> you could do those. Um, I actually, um, I was browsing Twitter this morning and someone made up some really, really cute concept art of um, bat villagers. Cause we, oh, that'd be yeah. cool. Maybe some flora. <laughs> some anthropomorphic flora. Uh, some barnacle villagers. There's also all of those special characters that are just kind of one-of-a-kind species that could have more friends. Like, you know, Tortimer. You could have more turtles. Why not? Uh, you could have more poodles. <laughs> Why does it have to just be yeah, Isabel and Bigby? True. Come on. Uh, I don't know. So, yeah, more owls. That would be nice. Um, there's also, like, the one... Uh iguana uh, i can't remember his name he, he does oh, yeah. like the bug journeys yeah him i would like to see more reptiles that would be cool lizards lizard folk mm. let us have the lizard folk <laughs> i uh I, well i wish you could make like your pet into a character because i'd totally put setzer in this game and that would be chaotic setzer is my cat for those who don't know and then the other thing i would the other species is an emu i want a really really angry emu <laughs> yeah that would be cute yeah if we were to have like fish villagers i mean we have frog villagers and stuff i i would love to have shark villagers because do we not have shark villagers? No. Shockingly, no. You can catch them, though. Uh, but Yeah, I'm guessing we don't really have bug villagers mm -hmm. either for that. No, that's a whole on that note. species that would be good to add. I don't think... Maybe there's a... Maybe you just can't have... Maybe, maybe that just breaks the world <laughs> too much by having <laughs> two-legged <laughs> I mean, bugs. Yeah, I get why it would... And also yeah. having... Yeah. I just love sharks a lot. <laughs> you could have, like, ferrets. Did we mention ferrets already? Um, no, I don't think we did. <laughs> we have not. That's a pretty... That was a common household pet in the 90s and OOs. Uh, guinea pigs? Yeah, I mean, we have hamsters. Yeah. Uh, but we need guinea pigs represented. They're not the same species and we need to recognize that in animal crossing are ps5 and xbox scarlet whatever it's called coming out this year um i don't know why i don't know that yeah i want to say yes so basically none not a single one of us is hyped about buying a new console this year. We're all quite happy with the consoles uh, we have. Yeah. Okay, so PS5 is set to release holiday 2020. Uh what is the name for the new Xbox? Is it the Xbox One X? No, that's I think it's I, the Xbox. I have an Xbox One X. 
It's Xbox X. Oh my god, I hate Microsoft for this. (laughs) No, it's... Is it Han? I I hate this so much. I thought Scarlet was a cool name. Yeah, okay. Xbox um... Project Scarlet is now the Xbox Series X. Which is... Series X. It's horrible. (laughs) Yeah. It's such a horrible name. It is horrible. It's annoying that Nintendo gets more flack than Microsoft for their poor naming convention. Okay, uh, Xbox Series X is also set to release holiday 2020, so we'll see those probably around rolling out November, October, maybe. That's so wacky to me. I, I literally got a Xbox One X in November? Like the last twelve months of its before before within twelve months of its successor coming out, and I feel like I've just joined the next gen. Um, and it's really cool. Um, playing four K games for the first time, but I, I most people I know don't own a four K TV. Yeah, they're still pretty expensive. Like they've dropped down finally, uh, but yeah. <laughs> Only just now. I don't think... I I don't think there's that much market for more powerful games at this point, because I don't think people are getting the most use out of the devices they already own. Yeah, I think... I don't I don't even know. Like, I, I feel like a terrible gamer. I'm not a... I'm not a gamer anymore, because I didn't pay that much attention to the Game Awards... When, like, this stuff was announced, so, like, what is the big pitch of Xbox Series X? Is it, like, Halo? Maybe. More powerful? I love the Xbox platform, but I just don't care about investing in another box at this point in time. Um, I I just play old games anyway. I just play... I mostly play 360 games on my Xbox One X. And they look, but um, they look better because they do things to upscale them a lot of the time. It's 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 nice. Um, but I'm so I've I've left behind that rush to get the new game. I have completely. Now. I I feel that I will play a new Mario, a new I'll play a new 3D Mario on day one. I'll play a new 3D Zelda day one, and I'll play a new Animal Crossing day one. And that's it. <laughs> that is it. I, yeah, I'm just the same as 12-year-old me. Like, I still don't have, like, that hype for Sony or Microsoft. But when you show me, like, a 30-second clip of Zelda montage, that makes my, like, absolute month. I should say it's not a, not just the Nintendo um, fanatic opinion that that leads me this way because every other nintendo franchise i'm playing the old ones i'm playing i think the the next game on my list is captain toe treasure tracker like i'm way behind on nintendo as well it's literally those three franchises i've prioritized and there's loads of great um sony and xbox franchises that i am interested in but i've got a backlog on them and the old games are great too like the if they were good once, they're good forever. As far, as far as I'm concerned, there's not very many games that nullify the need to play an old game. That's quite an interesting conversation, actually. Like, what games... When do games get ob- obsolete for you? I don't know. Like, do they? I don't think so. I definitely think... <laughs> Super Mario 64 hasn't been made obsolete by Mario Odyssey. I'd still play Super Mario 64, but there is definitely, um, for a long, 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 long time, Super Mario 64 was my number one 3D Mario game. And now Odyssey didn't push it to number two, it pushed it to number eight or something. Just because Odyssey does everything 64 does better, in my opinion. Not every- <laughs> Not everything, but just to keep it short. It it does a lot of things that seem, and then suddenly now, um, the Galaxy games, and Three D World and Sunshine. I guess I'm more likely to play them than sixty four now that Odyssey exists. Does that make any sense? Yeah. yeah, 
So get yeah, but I don't think there's very many games apart from obvious things like, you know, FIFA and other sports games, where you would be weirds to play the old version over the new version. Sometimes I've found it hard to go back and play some of the very old Final Fantasy games. Um, there are some SNES games. Like, I have a list of games I want to play this year, and almost all of them are SNES games that are available on um, the Nintendo Online, and then I need to decide between Twilight Princess and Breath of the Wild, because both of those are Zelda games I love, but I've only dabbled in. Um, and then Knights of the Old Republic is the only other game I want to beat before Animal Crossing comes out. But there are certain games that I feel I go back to and I'm like, oh, do I really want to play this? This is very tedious. Uh, like, for example, Breath of Fire is an SNES RPG that is super grindy, super broken in parts, and there just is, I mean, it's, it was a very good game for its time, but because of the capabilities they had, then it does not have the polish that a more modern RPG would have. But then again, that's only like, uh, you only have to jump 10 years in the future for Knights of the Old Republic, which is, that's more of a Dungeons and Dragons kind of RPG. Uh, but that game has, I mean, there still are broken parts, but that game has a lot more polish where you really don't need to grind for hours on end and that's kind of a problem that older rpgs do have but then again there's an entire audience of people out there who love going and playing those rpgs that you have to really grind through to beat and to succeed at i like grinding <laughs> to be fair but I'll, but then i'm not but at that point i'm not really engaging in the game in the same way because I've got at that point I've I've muted the game and I'm listening to podcasts and I'm I'm doing something with my I'm I'm doing something with my fingers while I listen to the podcast I guess I'm not engaging in the game properly, um, but that's that's why I like grinding. I don't think if I actually was a hundred percent focused on the game and I had to grind for an hour or more, I couldn't do that at all. I have a very hard time like dual tasking while playing a game, so I can't. That's that's one reason I don't like grinding because either my attention is on the game or something else, and the next thing I know, I'm grinding and I'm dead. So it's a problem. Yeah, and I think kind of to go back to you talking about uh, the earlier Final Fantasies is, I think they've instead of becoming obsolete thanks to like steam and the novelty of porting um those games have actually become better in some senses where i mean they've been ported so many times and made more playable the, the older final fantasies have kind of done the opposite instead of going obsolete they've been like given a new life in uh through porting so they're relevant again yeah actually um even something is recent it's not recent, but um, Final Fantasy twelve on PS two, the the latest ports all include options to speed the game up by two or three times while you um, while you play the game, which is an incredible technical achievement. It feels like also crazy that we're um able to do that to PS two games like that's um that still seems so recent to me, <laughs> not two generations ago. There's a lot of good um definitive editions out these days um rare replay i've been um dabbling in my new xbox um and they do a lot of things to improve um some of their old horrible games um but even their recent ones banjo looks gorgeous on xbox one x um because they've done that was already ported over to 360 to make it look nice and then they did something even more they 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 changed it even more to work on Xbox One X to make it look even better. And I'm not quite sure what it is, but it looks great. Yeah, I think I think that's another thing to note is that porting really does kind of mitigate any lack of relevancy that a game could have is porting kind of signifies that this game is important and it is relevant, and that's why we're, you know, letting you play it again in like a new revamped way. 
Yeah, porting is a really interesting conversation to have, like, I don't know, in 10 years from now, are we gonna, well, I think I can safely say yes, we are going to be porting games that are coming out, like, last year and this year. Zelda Breath of the Wild HD. Can't wait to see it. Oh no, now you have me all excited. Uh, <laughs> I have to wait like a decade for that. It's horrible. But it's wonderful as well. So what would you what what how would you fix Breath of the Wilds? I would I'd add a little bit of button mapping. I think what you would do is you would add more variation so it's not just like um <laughs> Boko Blins and Lizalfos in their camps, and then, like, you know, the two or three other large enemies. I think you would just add a little more variation, maybe more activities of some form. Maybe you'd add another item or two into the mix, since that's kind of one of the big things that it kind of lost. And then maybe one more thing you could do is add a, a, another dungeon or two. And that's usually what they do with re-releases anyway, so just add, add a dungeon. I would imagine it would also be like a master edition with like all the DLC included as well. Because um, I also I have not played the DLC. Um, but it seems to be a lot of adding difficulty and including more challenges, which I think is something I would like a little bit more because once you get to like that overpowered stage you just kind of walk around Hyrule and kind of just slap things and you're done with the battle. Is it a fault of the game or the fault of the player if you get bored yeah. after 80 hours? It's, yeah, it's my own fault for getting bored at 80 hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely the new challenges are great. Um, and uh, and if if they made a if they made a remake of the game on the next console or or whenever down the line, um, of course they should include them. I don't I don't know if introducing new enemy types fixes it so much as it just delays the problem that you had to have spent a huge amount of hours to get to that problem anyway. And it speaks to how great Breath of the Wild is that. Everybody, everybody seems to have this problem because it is it is a late game issue, a really late game issue, and the game tells you how to solve that at in the first hour. Just go to Ganon and beat the game. If you're getting bored, go end the game. You don't you can stop playing and you can get your closure at any time you want. Yeah, Breath of the Wild is a fantastic game, and I think you know easily we can see it having it, it's a zelda game it's a classic so many other zelda games have gotten good port treatments that breath of the wild in a number of years and next generations is probably going to get that same port treatment as well and yeah skyward sword next though baby oh i would love to see it I I like Skyward Sword a lot and I would I would like to see a really good port treatment of that. I don't know if it's necessary cuz like as much as I would like to see a new Zelda more, I I would like to see uh some love for Skyward Sword. That yeah, thing. I think it deserves more than it got in terms of public opinion. I think it's sold well enough, but yeah, people were just too harsh about it. And so I think a re-release could give an entire new generation a chance to give their take on it. And I, I don't, it would be nice, perhaps, given the Switch, maybe they would go ahead and put um, conventional controls on it as well. Uh, I don't know. I'm actually super happy if they actually leverage the more advanced motion sensors in the joy cons but if they chose not to do that i'd also be happy hd rumble so you can really feel like you're actually killing book goblins exactly <laughs> well i think that about wraps it up of things we're looking forward to in the next decade we've got a lot to look forward to in the far and near future um, and I would like to thank you for listening and joining in today with us on Video Game Showtime. We would like to extend a special thanks to Hinchy. You can find her at Hinchy.co. She did the theme song for this podcast. 
Speaking of Hinchy, before we go, she just did the the King for a Day tournament, the the Silver Gunner, yes, King for a Day tournament thing. She organized all of that and did an incredible job. Like, yes. That was one of the one of the best YouTube moments of last year. So go check out some of those playlists if you if you've dropped the ball on that. I I cannot agree enough. King for another day, absolute legendary. Shout out to Hinchy for that. She did amazing. For anybody curious, I'll put that in the episode description and the notes so you can go directly to that. All right. Well, thank you for joining us once again and listening. This is Video Game Showtime. Bye. I have a fairly obvious one. You're sitting in a 1990s office with a machine in front of you, and you're trying to uh, feed paper through it at star speed. Starfax. And you're a wolf. No, a fox. <laughs> Starfax. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's an- good. I got another one, maybe. So, Palatina, the goddess, asks Pitt to collect the... Uh, the three treasures um, so that she can be rescued but she doesn't know whether he did it she doesn't Uh, know whether or not it happens and she's trying to find out is it did Icarus? (laughs) did it did Icarus? (laughs)